This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James Marriott and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community right here in Sheffield. Abby Abrams runs her own marketing company and her journey there has taken her all over the country with some real highs and lows along the way. We met up to find out more. Hi, I'm Abby Abrams and I'm the owner of Valley Marketing. Right, tell me more about Valley Marketing. Uh, So Valley Marketing is my own business. I have worked independently on various projects marketing-wise for probably the best part of 15 years, whilst also being full-time employed, sort of had sideline projects. And then four years ago, I decided to do it completely full-time and set up on my own and and that be my sort of core sense of where I was going and how I would generate my own income and what I would do career-wise. Marketing is... It's kind of a funny word, marketing, because what it kind of meant when I first started working kind of 20 years ago and what it means now seems to have changed quite a lot. And, um, you know, I see kind of, you know, jobs, people that are marketing executives and think, I don't really know what that means anymore. So what what do you, uh, what? how do you define what marketing is? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Um, 20 odd years ago, started out working at the Doncaster Star advertising sales very, you know, does what it says on the tin. You buy space in a newspaper, although you're not allowed to obviously say that that's what they do. <laughs> um, and then you'd get marketing agencies that would, you know, produce your campaigns and adverts and flyers and all that kind of stuff. And now marketing is this big whole, it's about engagement, it's about traction, it's about conversations, it's about consumer-led. And, and a lot of that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Marketing, in essence, should make sense. I worked for an agency in London um, about 15 years ago and the MD said in a meeting, in reality, marketing is applied common sense. His partner looked just like infuriated by that comment. It was like people don't pay for applied common sense. But sometimes you just do need somebody to come in and say, this is who your customers are and this is what you need to say to them. Shouldn't be overly complicated if you're working with people that do your marketing and things that they say to you don't make sense, then they're not going to make any sense to your customers either. It shouldn't be this whole big mythical type of industry. It should be more straightforward than that. Sometimes the actual delivery, the tactics, yeah, you're going to need somebody that's got some skills and knowledge and background, but it should totally make sense to you. It should be when you talk about how you want to talk to your customers and how you want to sell your products and services, it should be quite obvious that, yes, that's the right way to go. If it's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to be right for you. And nobody's going to get it. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, we'll probably, probably kind of come back to that and kind of touch on um, on some more thoughts on that. Um, but I know you mentioned there about working for uh, an agency. I'm just detecting a little bit of a, a southern twang in there as well. Yes. So um, tell me about about your journey then. What, what brings you to this point? Okay, so... Um I suppose I was quite lucky. I grew up in Leicester and in sixth form, I did this business, um, GMVQ, and part of that module was marketing. So at 16, I knew what I wanted to do, sort of fell in love with the idea of marketing, didn't want to go to university, even at the time, sort of those few years ago, it was too expensive for me to go. So I looked at other routes that I could get into marketing and working for agencies was really what I wanted to do at the time. Um, So advertising sales was a good route in and then you could get on to be an account manager living in Leicester and basically applied for any advertising sales jobs that I could get did god awful commission only job for a while but it got me enough experience to get me a job at the Doncaster Star um selling advertising just straight sales rep 
then went on to be an account manager, business development manager, sort of then transferred over to the Sheffield Star, did that for about five years and then got my first agency job in Sheffield um, when I was 23, I'd like to say maybe. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so I did, did that, stayed there for five or six years and then wasn't really sure what kind of agency I wanted to work for. And at the time in Sheffield, there wasn't a massive amount of opportunity in terms of a diverse range of options from the kind of agencies the kind of roles and the pay in Sheffield at the time was appalling it was absolutely appalling and a friend of mine had gone to London a couple of years before and I started looking at the options had no real ties to to stay in Sheffield so yeah again I just sort of like applied for everything and sort of then you know got this got this job offer in London which was amazing I was 20 20, 26, 27 at the time, and they'd pretty doubled, pretty much doubled my salary, which I wow. just thought was crazy. <laughs> I was so excited. I had no real concept of the fact that now all of a sudden I'm going to have to pay like £1,200 a month in rent. <laughs> but just, yeah, it was, it was a really, really good opportunity. I went and worked at a little boutique agency and then went and worked for another couple, sort of like while I lived down there. And it was, Anybody ever says, would you recommend it? I'm like, if you're young and you've got like no responsibilities, no ties, you should do it. London has all of the best that the UK has to offer in a really small sort of, you know, combined sort of space. It is hectic. You know, you do work crazy long hours. We did 36 hours straight when we were working on a pitch, but it was exciting. You know, I, I enjoyed doing it. Would I want to do it now? Absolutely not. Um, but it... It, it absolutely crams loads of information into you as well, like in a really short space of time because you're exposed to it and you're surrounded by it constantly. And especially if you work in very marketing media-driven areas in in London, so places like Farringdon and Shoreditch that are so targeted in those industries, you're just exposed to it. And the, the lessons that you learn, the information that you get are invaluable really being down there. So how come then we're sat talking in Sheffield right now? So I was there for just under three years and then the financial crash hit. Right. And every time there is a recession, everybody stops spending money on marketing and advertising because it's a frivolous expenditure, um, which is completely understandable. Um, the company that I worked for went into administration. It did Phoenix three days later, but it, we, you could tell it was quite an unstable outfit anyway. So I started looking for jobs. So I again looked Sheffield way, um, but looked in London. And then I was really intrigued by some of the opportunities that were in Leeds. So Sheffield still, so this is 2008 maybe, 2009, still quite behind in terms of its offering from a marketing perspective. So my idea was wherever I get the best job, I'll either stay or move. And then got a job um, in Leeds, got an agency job in Leeds that was a Middle East based property sort of like place management type um agency which was an, again another really good opportunity so i actually moved back to sheffield but commuted to leeds right um and then yeah so i then you know sort of 12 years ago moved back to sheffield but was then working in leeds and and then the middle east dubai crash happened <laughs> <laughs> i started to convince there's, myself it was me yeah. here, isn't there um 
And to be fair, so I'm a little bit older at this point and, you know, the early mornings and the late nights, which is just the industry, you know, and it's something you have to accept if you work in an agency. Sometimes there is going to be overnights. There is going to be, you know, you're just going to have to get here for six o'clock in the morning. You'll, we'll be getting pizza in because we're still going to be here at midnight. That's just, it's just what it's like. And whilst that is very exciting, you know, to be part of that. And when you feel like you've really nailed what you're doing, it's a real sense of achievement. As you get older, it gets less exciting. It gets a little bit more tedious. Um, And I'd also spoken to people that had been doing what I do. And I always remember them saying to me, you want to go in-house? It's loads easier. It's so much easier. The hours aren't as late. The flip side of that is if you go become an in-house marketing manager, it's not as exciting. You're working on one brand. It becomes quite typical you know what you do with your day is is sort of like mapped out you know even from year to year but it is easier you know it is it it is more structured you do the work-life balance is better and the nice thing is actually you get to take a lot of ownership for what you do and if you're lucky enough to work for a company that buys into marketing and how important it is and trusts you which you know I was lucky enough to do again not in Sheffield um you know the the boss that I worked with he he really trusted what I was doing at this point as well sort of you know digital is becoming a much bigger player in in marketing you know the, the social media is becoming more driven through businesses as well it's no longer just for sort of you know consumers um and so I'm you know I'm pitching these ideas to my boss and he's going well is anybody else doing that I was like no but you know that will make us ahead of the curve in terms of the competition because we'll adopt it before anybody else. And I was given a lot of autonomy to just, if you think it's worth trying, try it. But, you know, a lot of understanding that marketing doesn't always work. There is no guarantee with it. You know, that probably the only guarantee of anything that I've ever worked in was when I worked for the Doncaster Star and I could guarantee that your advert would be this big on this page. That would And that would be the only guarantee I think I've ever been able to give anybody. The thing is with marketing, the more you do it, the more you expose yourself, the more people understand who you are and what you actually have to offer, the bigger the reach you do get, the bigger the engagement, the better the understanding. And in reality, what you're trying to achieve is not pushing what you have to people, but when they're ready, they ask for you. That It's you that they want because you've done your job very, very well so that people know who you are and they know where they can go and get what they're they're looking for. And I think marketing is very much more driven by the consumer's needs than you as a business trying to push whatever your product is on that. People are exposed to that constantly all the time and the the uptake is just not as high as it used to be. Tell me about um, the moment when you thought, right, I'm going to branch out on my own now. I know it's time. I'm going to do it. What kind of, where, where, where were you at when, when that kind of happened? <laughs> so another wonderful um, story. Um, I had been doing sort of independent stuff for, for a number of years at this point. So I'd been playing around sort of like building stuff on WordPress. I'd done some crowdfunding stuff for some marketing apps and stuff and sort of like quite enjoyed it. I'd become a pure self-confessed Google geek every time they brought out <laughs> something. I had to knew, know what it was. Got quite heavily involved with like the digital garage when they first started in London and Leeds. And, and, and because of the autonomy that my boss had given me, 
I, I worked so independently. I relied completely on myself, really, to sort of like find things to do um, and to see whether they worked and to sort of, you know, how do you get a return on this? You know, is it is it viable? Marketing shouldn't be like, oh, let's just tick this box because we need to do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. Don't don't spend 15 hours a week posting on Facebook if it does absolutely nothing for you just because somebody tells you that you should be doing it. It, it shouldn't be that kind of thing. And I'd, I'd got quite good at you know, doing the stuff independently, you know, and it was mostly friends, people I'd met along the way going, oh, could you do this for us? Could you do that? Can you manage this for me? And I was, it was, it was going well. My boss then decided to sell his business. Right. Um, the new owners had their own marketing department, which was down south. In reality, there wasn't a job there for me. My job role was going to be so, so different. And I was like, I've been here seven years. I'm not, Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to do it. And maybe it's time, but I wasn't, wasn't quite ready I don't think to sort of like take that leap because I was it was an stable job I was quite well paid you know and there's all that security that comes with it I wasn't working late nights anymore anymore despite the fact that I was doing the commute to you know West Yorkshire every day which was the only real downside I still wasn't quite like in the place of like I'm going to generate my own income so I jumped out of the frying pan into the fire and went from one job that I knew wasn't right for me to another job that I knew hand on heart <laughs> just wasn't going to work. And it's just one of those things. I think almost I was trying to give myself an excuse to go, well, now you've got to go and right. do it on your own. <laughs> and for the first time in my life, so I went and did this, uh, another marketing manager job for another manufacturer in West Yorkshire. And all he kept saying to me was like, why can't you just send me some emails? I was like, well, you don't have a database and who are we sending these emails to and what do you want to get out of the back of them? He was like, just send me some emails. And I was like, right, I'm going to I'm gonna show him, you know, how we can structure his marketing, how we can get a return on investment. I'd been there three and a half weeks. I presented him this thing that, you know, I'd put blood, sweat and tears in that I was confident was going to work. He tore it up in front of my face and told me to <laughs> F off. <laughs> wow. Why can't you just do me some emails? I was like, okay, maybe this is not <laughs> for me. Went home sat and thought about it and I was like for the first time in my life I'm going to give up a job without having another one to go to I'd been there four weeks never made any rash decisions but inherently he wanted a marketing assistant to send him out some emails he didn't want a marketing manager to help guide or structure it's not what he wanted it didn't fit with him and his personality and there was no way we were ever going to get on so I literally went in the following day didn't really think it through as it came with a company car I live in Sheffield, I was in Dewsbury and I went in, I was like, need to have a chat. What I do, what you need, never gonna meet between the two of us. I just think it's best that we call it a day. He was he was fine about it. I think he completely agreed that he'd probably misjudged what the company needed and, and what he was looking for. Um and it was and then he was like, Right, have you got anything in your car? <laughs> I thought, it's not my car. I've got nowhere to get home. <laughs> <laughs> so car keys walked out you know big Bridget Jones diary moment really confident and then walked walked out got the train home got home and then I was like oh right now what what have I actually done so you know a couple of vodkas a few days later it's like you've always wanted to do it you've this is this is what you've been saying you're going to do for the last five years and if you can't market yourself you'll never You'll never be able to do it anyway, will you? You know, you've got to, you know, put your money where your mouth is. So, yeah, so then that was it. It was like, right, okay, and what do I do? Like, what do I call myself? You know, all of those things. And so I went to 
Reek Valley College in Leicester. That was where I decided that I was really interested in marketing and that's where I wanted to, to move my career into. So hence Valley Marketing. That's where it all started. And when was that? About four years ago. So four years, four years on. Um, I want three words from you that you think sum up, sum up Valley Marketing. Marketing that makes sense. That's four words. <laughs> okay. Marketing makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so kind of put a little bit of meat around that then. So what is it that you think makes Valley Marketing unique? We talked earlier about the fact that, you know, marketing is is a huge beast now and lots of people view it as different sort of things. So where does what you do fit into that? Well, a lot of the people that I work with, it's mostly small businesses, but that can be anything from self-employed solo workers to you know businesses 250 em- employees in I help them to have a little bit more control of their marketing so especially the bigger bigger agencies will have big marketing agencies that will say you know give us a retainer of two and a half thousand pound a month but they're not really sure what they're getting for that you know they might have a website that's managed for them they might get some emails that are sent out but there's very little in terms of what are you hoping to achieve? Where is your Where are your business goals? Your marketing should sit alongside that. So working with those people, and you know, th- th- of course, I've done it. I've I've sat in agencies that have charged two hundred and fifty pound an hour for for my time, but it there's there's very little transparency from that. And if you're a small business with a tight budget, what 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 are you getting from that? That should be much clearer defined. And because marketing can be hit and miss, you know, I'm not making any bones about the fact that you can do, you can spend money on marketing campaigns that won't deliver the results that you hoped for. What you should do is have a flexible approach to marketing, know what your business goals are and how marketing is going to help you achieve it. And then over time, you figure out that Facebook's not for you, that LinkedIn is for you, that TikTok is for you, that actually networking is all you need to do as a business. Exhibitions work, email marketing works for you, text marketing works for you. Over time, you will figure that out. I work with other smaller companies that have have been sucked into that, give me £99 a month and I'll give you access to all of this amazing information and data and then you'll be your own marketeer. One, they don't have the desire to do it. They don't have the time to do what somebody's asking them for, but they think figuring it's just £99 a month. So, you know, they feel almost like they've got a little bit of support, but they're not getting anything from it. So I even work with some individuals where we literally spend £100 a month. But that time is sometimes it's me helping them to deliver something, to, to deliver some key tactics. But other time it's actually giving them the the knowledge and the skills and the know-how in order to take control of it and do it themselves. And as the businesses that I've worked with, as some of them have grown, then they do take on people to deliver their marketing. But they're fairly then confident what it is that they want from their marketing. So whether they outsource it, whether they take on an internal marketing exec, they know what they're trying to achieve from it. They understand the process. They understand, you know, how long something should take. You know, how I've, I sit in lots of meetings go lots of networking and you know I, I sit there and I've had marketing people sort of say oh yeah I can write you a blog in 10 hours and I'm like can you <laughs> I should hope you can it's like you know there are there's so many different varieties of people that work in this industry there's very very little understanding I think from the business owners as what they should be paying and what represents value for money so I'm 
I'm always less about, oh, let's put this person on retainer and, you know, then I can do everything for them every month. I want to work with a variety of companies and I want to help them meet their business goals because then my marketing is all recommendation. My marketing is all working with people who feel really confident in what I've done for them. There's a lot of trust there. And then when they meet somebody who says, oh, I'm really struggling with this, and I get recommended that way. So ironically, like online publication-based marketing is very little of what I have to do individually because what I do works well for the people I do it with. So then they recommend me on, which is, to be fair, if any business can get that, that's that's the way you want to do it, really. Talk to me about Sheffield then, because um, you kind of mentioned earlier on when you worked in Sheffield originally that um, it was a fairly sort of quiet industry that there wasn't a lot of money around. And then when you came back and you still found yourself working in, in Leeds and, and, and Sheffield was still a little bit behind. So what what's your kind of take on things in Sheffield at the moment? In the last five years, the difference is massive. The difference is massive in what Sheffield... It isn't Leeds, it isn't Manchester. Um, you know, those two cities will, I think, always be the flagships for the North in terms of, you know, marketing and digital marketing and innovation. But Sheffield seems to have got its own, like, little unique base now, and it does feel much more collaborative and much more supportive than having worked in Leeds, you know, done projects in Manchester. It's very clicky. It's very, very protective. Oh, no, you know, we, we can't share anything because that's, you know, that's my IP. And and fine, fair enough, if that's how you want to do it. But in Sheffield, I think there is a lot more individuals or small businesses, people like myself. So I actually work with other marketing companies. I might just go in and help them deliver a, a project that they are excellent at what they do they just might not have the skills that I have in a particular area. I I use other marketing companies to deliver things for me. And I feel like in Sheffield, there's a little bit more of this sort of supportive environment where people are going, we can't be all things to all people, but stop being overprotective. Like we're all going to, there's not enough customers out there that we can all work together. Actually, if we are smarter about it as a city, the results for us both individual as individuals, as businesses and as a city is much, much better. Like the networking in Sheffield is much nicer. It's a much friendlier place to be. You know, you can stand around, whether you agree with that person's marketing approach, you can still stand around and have conversations with about what you're doing and what they're doing and, and how they're moving forward. And you can kind of learn from, you know, things that you've, that we've all done together. And it, it, it does genuinely feel now it's it's on a much smaller scale. It feels quite boutique. It feels quite individual, but it, it feels like that there's opportunities for people who do want to expand marketing wise. You know, we had the digital garage from Sheffield come down, which was was massive to small businesses that had very little understanding of you know marketing and how it worked. And we have like there's the geek breakfast on a Friday morning and I will go there and say, I don't know how to do this or a client has asked me this. I don't know. These are my competitors, but as a collaborative, everybody's really happy to sit down and go, oh well I know how to do that. They should be using Shopify or they should do this, they should do that. And they're not touting for work necessarily. What they're saying is this is where I this is my expertise. So as part of that, I've ended up working with some of those individuals because marketing's huge you can't be an expert at all of it and you can't do it all yourself and you shouldn't want to because that just means you will end up being a jack of all trades and a master of none so that as an opportunity in Sheffield didn't exist five years ago 
wasn't something that you could do. So there's always been like the chamber meetings and those kind of things. But I think from a marketing perspective, you've got like Sheffield DM and then, you know, and the the regular marketing digital based stuff that, that goes on in Sheffield. And it really feels like as a city, we're trying to establish something, I think, a little bit different to what Leeds and Manchester are, which is which is great because why would you want to compete with two massive cities that had this nailed 20 years ago? You know, we should have started this 20 years. Of course we should, but we didn't. So now we've, the, there does feel like a different route, but you've got some massive agencies in Sheffield now. You know, you've got people like J-Wing that I, they wouldn't have existed 15 years ago in Sheffield, not, not in the capacity that they are. And they are, what they're doing is saying that Sheffield is a place where marketing can thrive and be successful. And, you know, the plus point is it's considerably cheaper than Manchester and Leeds. <laughs> Always the plus. Always the um, plus. So what about the future for you? What about the future for for, for Valley? Um, so a couple of years ago, probably about 18 months ago, I got really quite busy um, and considered taking somebody on to sort of work with me in my business. And... Of all of the roles that I've ever done, the thing that is always so time-consuming is the management of people. Um, freelancers or independent workers, I've the ones that I've worked with over the years, and obviously 20-odd years doing this, I've got this network of, of, of people, if you like, that I rely on to help me deliver certain projects. These are great people. These are hard-working people. And if you're a freelancer or an independent, you know that your last job, is that, that is how good you are. So it, every job has to be brilliant. You have to be on time. You have to deliver on budget. It has to do what you said it was going to do. And I thought I'd rather have a much larger collaborative scope in what I do, I think, than actually take somebody on and turn myself into, if you like, a small agency, which I could do. I just didn't want to. And I also think that me working really independently, um, if I want to take Tuesday off, I'll take Tuesday off. If I want to work until two o'clock on a Friday morning, I'll work until two o'clock on Friday morning. If I want to work on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday morning, I do what I need to do in order to deliver my work. Yep. And I choose when I do that. And sometimes that does mean when you are on your own that you might work for three weeks straight and you might put in 16-hour days. But then the plus side is that you can also go, right, I'm... I'm taking a week off and I'm just doing it yeah. you know it's, it's my choice to do that and that to me is massively appealing and that to me I think is what ultimately me, keeps me doing what I do rather than the growth of becoming you know an, another agency really okay uh, what's the best piece of adv- advice that you've been given over the uh, over the years just accept it's going to go wrong it okay. is going to go wrong you're going to earn nowhere near what you need to earn but if you are confident that you have the skills and the knowledge and you know what to do just be prepared to put in the hard work especially early doors the the early doors is definitely you know 12 14 16 hour days the all of the networking events you know all of the exhibitions the, the touting yourself for nothing the free workshops that you have to give out all of that you're gonna just accept that you're gonna have to do it then accept that things are going to go wrong. Accept when you've crowdfunded something that was going to be the next Facebook and you'd managed to convince some clients to do it with you and then it all goes off the floor. There's nothing you can do about that. It is what it is. 
accept that stuff go- when stuff goes wrong you just need to be flexible enough to to get around it don't that shouldn't be the point of like oh well i failed so i give up learn from it keep going accept that it's going to go wrong don't make it into such a massive deal but don't overstretch yourself either well, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today and fascinating. I could still be here in two hours recording uh, recording with you. Um, final thing for me really is just if anyone wants to find out more about you or find out more about um, Valley Marketing, what's the best way of doing that? Um, you can go to the website, which is valleymarketing.co.uk. It's all contact details, obviously all of the usual social media things. It's either under Valley Marketing or Abbey Abrams. Um, yeah, just get in touch on any of those ways. Brilliant. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Find us at steelcitybusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first. Audio marketing works. Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at rebelbasemedia.io.